the scent geeks podcast this is episode 88 i mean if i'm honest i don't know why i tell you what the episode number is i don't know if anybody keeps track of which episodes they've listened to we always do that why do we do that mate i don't know anyway it's episode 88 my name's steve i've got a youtube channel that you probably don't care about and um i'm not alone i'm gonna introduce my co-host before i tell you who our sponsor is i'm also with a man who's a youtube sensation he is chris from the youtube channel fragmental chris how are you give over mate give over um i'm all right i was just laughing actually when you were talking about the uh saying the episode number because when we upload the podcast on our uh, hosting platform each week um where you put the title in it says insert your catchy title here doesn't it and yeah, <laughs> i always yeah. think um okay maybe we shouldn't I, be calling it the scent geeks episode 88 <laughs> i, I regret little... us not doing that thing that a lot of podcasts do where they just call it like a quote from the podcast don't yeah. they like like a just pun like, or a quote or something yeah from the podcast, like episode yeah. 88 my dog licked my balls or whatever that whatever that yeah. quote might be from that episode but um yeah. Anyway, I sort of uh, hastily kind of brought you in, um, but I must mention our sponsor. We are obviously proudly sponsored by Kajal Perfumes. If you go to kajalperfumes.com and use the code GEEKS10, you can get 10% off, so do go and check those guys out. They've got some great fragrances. Um, yeah, so how are things, Chris? How's your weekend been? Yeah, things are good, thanks. Uh, weekend? Weekend's been been good. I'm, I'm, a little, uh, I'm a little tired at the moment because I had an early start this morning. My wife booked on. She's getting into triathlons, and she booked onto a triathlon, which is about it was about forty five minutes away. And she said, "Oh, will you come and watch?" I said, "Yeah, of course, I'd, I'd love to." And uh, she, I said, "Yeah, we're getting up at five thirty. Oh, fuck that! So yeah, we were. It felt like we were getting up to like you know when you you get up in the middle of the night to go to the airport when you're going on holiday. It felt yeah. like that. Uh, so I had to drive to Ghoul and uh, and then sort of wake myself up somehow so I, I felt fine actually one i had a cup of coffee and a bit of something to eat and uh, you, you feel all right and then it's the sun came up and it was a nice day and so i was absolutely fine but just as i'm winding down now at the end of the day i'm just feeling a little flagging. bit yeah flagging did, did, a little bit but the girls not with you do they have to get up as well or are they no they no we uh we, we didn't want to subject them to, to that torture so they stayed at uh helen's uh, mum and dad's oh nice uh, last oh, night that's yeah. good but something else I did this week, before I ask you how your week was, uh, I saw the new Bond. I don't know if you... Have you seen it yet? No. I um, I messaged um, a mutual friend of ours um, in the fragrance community because it was his birthday this week and he went and saw Bond. And I was like, how is it? And he, and he spoiled it for me. He what? Told me, I mean, I don't know if it's I can't, common knowledge, I'm, but he right, told me... The, don't the, spoil the, it, Steve. Yeah, don't, no, I'm not going to. But he told me that thing. Yeah. Um, and I was like... Mate, fucking spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! What and he sort of laughed. Hell? I'm like, who was this? Yeah. Do we? Um, do you want to divulge it, the name of of, of this spo- spoilerific uh, individual? Um, no, I'll tell you after. Right. It's it's somebody you know very well. Um, oh yes, man, I, he spoiled it. It is not fair. It is really not fair to do that. Right, you can tell me who it is, and I'll be giving them a piece of my mind at the well, end of this. Do that. You can yeah. do that. Uh, but, did they listen um, to the podcast? By the way, do you know that? 
He does. Yes, he does. Right. Actually. Um, so yeah, um, he'll he'll know who he is listening to this. Oh, I know fucker. who it. I know who it is. It's his birthday this week. You know. Yeah, it's... I know who it is. Oh, I can't believe he told you the ending because he's because because um he did he he didn't know if I'd seen it, so he wasn't going to tell me the ending. No, and then I was it, like, it, oh no, I've it seen clearly it. just wanted to fucking ruin <laughs> things for me. Then didn't he, the bastard? Oh, sorry, sorry, listeners. We can't, we don't really want to embarrass embarrass this person by saying. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's not one for the limelight, so typically he doesn't like to kind of be shouted out. Anyway, um, right, so that but was But did you enjoy it? Was it good? I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, for me, best one since Casino Royale. Uh, I thought um, Spectre was, was a bit poor. I, I came out disappointed with that one. But this had all the good elements of a Bond film. It, uh, But it also... Uh, I like it when Bond takes itself seriously. And I think that's why Casino Royale was so well received because it was sort of it did away with a lot of these stupid raised eyebrows like and silly invisible cars and, and shit, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. raw. It's I like mean, raw. Like even that sort of in Casino Royale where it basically when he got his double O status, didn't he? Because you had to you know basically kill somebody or whatever. And that that fight that re- and it went on for ages. It wasn't just like a you know a fucking karate chop to the neck and he was dead. It was like a proper sort of gruesome sort of brawl wasn't it really yeah so yeah it was sort of made it quite realistic like an actual fight would be you know i mean don't get me wrong there's still a lot of bond silliness in there but and a lot of you know bond bond cliches but that's kind of has to be really if it's if it's a bond film but i think the emotional gravitas that daniel craig um gives the character throughout the the arc actually someone said this there's no other bond actor who's had an emotional arc as great as Daniel Craig has through the course of the films because they sort of have, you know, because it, it keeps tying it back to Vesper Lind, who he was in love with in Casino Royale, and it mm. um, it, it, it all sort of ties it up um, really nicely, quite elegantly, I thought, actually. So, uh, yes, it was a good one. It was quite long, you know, it was pushing three hours long, but I was never bored. Performances were great, good action, and uh, yes, I enjoyed it. I think I thought it was a solid Bond film. So, looking forward to hearing your thoughts when you get to see it. I, I'm I'm proper. I tell you what, the, the, there is one more film that I'm more up for seeing, uh, more excited than the Bond film, and that's the Top Gun film, Top Gun Maverick. Mate, I've it's yes. been delayed so many times, but I'm so fucking excited oh. to see that. It's just well. I might oh, I um, one that. one of my buddies who we were just talking about earlier, um, Rick, who lives in London. Um, we uh, we've got a bit of a Top Gun connection, you see. We we went to an '80s fancy dress party once, and uh, he was uh, Goose and I was Maverick, and it was one of the best nights of my university days. And uh, so we've sort of said, when the next Top Gun film comes out, we need to uh, we need to watch it on the IMAX. So probably, in, so I'll give you a shout if I'm going to London to watch Top Top Gun Maverick on the IMAX. Oh mate, yeah, I'm so up for seeing that film. Um, before we move on, I'm just curious, um, who would you like to be, obviously we've done a whole episode on James Bond and we probably discussed it then, who would you like to be your the new James Bond? If you if you could pick them, if you could cast them, apart from yourself, obviously, but I mean, if you could cast, you had the deciding vote, who would you, where would you put it? Well, I mean, this is a difficult question, Steve, because it's sort of, yeah, um... I don't know. I don't know if I can answer it, to be honest, um, without sort of divulging spoilers. Well, okay, fair <laughs> do you, enough. Do you, know what, do you know what I mean? All right, let, okay, let's just pretend... All right, let's just... Okay, I think 
Who who could play? Yeah, there was talk of Idris Elba, and I think he's a bit old now. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's the guy. There's a guy, a British actor called Henry Golding. Uh, I think he's, um, I think he's from Singapore originally. Um, he was in um, what was the oh Crazy Rich Asians? He that that was his sort of first film role. But he's got he's getting quite big at the moment. Um he was in that Christmas film with, with Amelia Clark last Christmas. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's like this this suave, tall, dark, handsome, good looking Englishman. So I think he'd he'd probably do a pretty decent job. Um oh, Although yeah. I do like the Bonds to be a bit rough and ready, like Craig and like Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton was doing you know, everyone praised um Daniel Craig for being this sort of tough, gritty Bond, but Dalton had already done it. Yeah, I know. I remember we discussed this. Obviously, you're a Dalton fan. I was, I wasn't so much, but um, I when the name originally dropped for Henry Cavill, I was like, nah, mate. But then when I actually saw him in one of the uh, the sort of more recent uh, Mission Impossible films, where he was just a bit more of a sort of rough and ready, because seeing him yeah. as a, like Superman, it was like obviously a bit clean cut. Obviously, yeah, it's a bit too clean cut, yeah. a bit too like nah, don't see it. But then when he would played that that guy in the uh, Mission Impossible films, I thought, actually, now I can see it. It was a bit more kind of rough and ready and a bit more just a bit of a hard man yep. sort of thing. And good I could show, see yeah. it then. So, uh, yeah, I, I think um, yeah, you could get some good years out of him because he's only 38. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, I think Cavill um, would do a good job, actually. I don't know if he would do it, I think. I think his film career is successful enough that he doesn't, you know, need to do mm. Bond unless, you know, someone wants to be part of that legacy and wants to play Bond. But, I mean, you know, it's a commitment of, what, 15 years of your life or something, depending on how many films you do. So Yeah, it's amazing how many films they get in there. But anyway, this yes. is going to turn into another Bond episode, if I'm not careful, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, cool. So I'll look, in, I'll look how, into that. I'll definitely how go was, into uh, How was your week, mate? Are you, uh, are you, you're tired as well, aren't you? You're tired like yeah, me. Yeah, mate, I'm absolutely spent. Um, so it's been quite full on. I've basically I finished the office I'm going to move in this week the, the garden office so right, yeah. so this time next week when we record an episode I'm hoping I will be recording it from the garden office so when it'll probably say, be like really echoey or something yeah it'll yeah be really shit. there'll be, be like some really awful high pitched uh, <laughs> like you, you'll realise that your neighbour's got like some sort of air conditioning machine uh, really probably, near to your office with an awful humming sound and that's going to pick up on the podcast but when you say I'm moving in it sounds like you're moving out of your house completely Completely, and nah, you're going to go and sleep move in all there. my office. Yeah, I've got to go and move all my office across, move my yeah. desk, and all that sort of shit. Exciting. So yeah, so I'm looking forward I'm, to that. Oh, I can't um, wait to see the pictures. Put them in. You've got to put the pictures in the uh, Facebook group. I will. I'm going to have to because I did with the shed. I'm sure everybody's on tenterhooks to see that. Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you what I did today, which was really cool. Um, a few of my old um, like salsa friends, so including my brother and his missus, we all met up. We booked a a room to um like a hall a village hall and we all, a few of us met up and did some salsa for the first time in nice. literally years uh, literally years we all still got the snake all, hips mate yeah mate still got the well it's quite funny we had a good laugh trying to remember all the moves and things but um obviously we <laughs> we did all covid tests and things beforehand just to make sure it was all nice and safe but yeah um but yeah it was, it was really good my fucking legs are done in i'm absolutely <laughs> spent now because we were dancing for a good couple of hours um, and I only got like sort of about five hours sleep last night because the baby was um was not playing the game. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm proper spent. So I think we we agreed we're going to try and keep this relatively short yeah. this episode, aren't we? So yeah. Um, so, and it's my turn to edit, so I always like it when it's nice and short for my Absolutely. turn to edit. Absolutely. 
Anyway, um, what have you... Be- oh, well, actually, should we do Kofi before I ask you if, what you've been If wearing? there's Kofi, let's do Kofi, yeah. There is one whole Kofi, and it comes from our mate Johnny. Um, and Johnny also did respond to our shout-out to to for his um, Instagram account. So he's, he's donated a few times, and we thanked him. We told him we didn't have to donate anymore, and we were more than happily shout him out, but he's never told us what his um, Instagram handle is. And he's uh, posted in the group this week, awesome podcast this week, guys. Uh, always love hearing stuff, not only from your perspectives, but also having guests like Dan and Clem chime in really makes for a great listen. P.S. If you guys did want to follow my Instagram, it's at o de, uh, o dot de dot Jordan. So that's O as in obviously O de Toilette. So E-A-U dot D-E dot Jordan. So um, that's his handle. And then he's uh, done another Kofi, even though we told him not to. And he said, hey guys, I've been looking at uh, about a million top 10 fall slash winter fragrance lists this week. And they all appear somewhat similar, which makes sense. But do you guys have a top three that you don't really hear much buzz about? Was also great fun to hear from Dan again. So thanks for that, Johnny. It was funny, actually, I did think of you today because I had a bit of a moan about how muddy um, this, because it's just rained this week, now we're in autumn, and yeah. the garden's muddy, and I've been out in the office trying to, like, you know, out in the garden trying to do stuff for the office and fucking getting all muddy and shit. And I was like, oh, f-. and I had a proper moan today about autumn. I was like, fucking autumn's <laughs> fucking ancient fucking mud. Because again, we've Leaves. got the farm track. Yeah, the farm track next to us, so they're like fucking doing loads of potatoes, they're fucking getting them up and there's loads of lorries and they're churning mud out all into the road and it's just, I was like, man, fucking, so we had this debate last year. Yeah, my least favourite season, unfortunately, autumn, but there we go. Oh gosh, love it, love a bit of autumn. So, um, Mm. yeah, top three, Um, so he's talking fall slash winter or um, autumn slash winter fragrance list. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of three that aren't like overly overly obvious but I mean but the best um, ones are the best ones because they're popular and because they're the best ones so it's it's difficult to oh god three three um right I've got I've definitely got one Mm, yeah I could probably yeah probably get two Well, also, I mean, if it if it helps, you could do sort of like one that's a bit more wintry, one that's a bit more sort of autumn, fall like. Because mm. he's just said fall slash winter, so you, sort of a bit of both there, and then one whichever to fancies. Well, I'm gonna go with, predict predictable, Chris. But uh, autumn is when I start really wearing Enigma again uh, a lot more. Um, uh, it's um, just really suited, I think, to two autumn and winter but autumn is is the one that 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 i i sort of start pulling that one out again so i you know i'm going to be predictable and say enigma because it's the truth also one that for the last couple of years i've really been loving in autumn is overture from amouage which is a um a fragrance that's a boozy fragrance it's got a nice cognac note in it a very woody spicy really sort of full strength amouage it's not it's not one of the um sort of more i'm not going to say watered down because that's the wrong thing but but uh, some of the amouages recently have perhaps been a little more leaning towards mainstream and uh, and perhaps not quite as hard hitting as some of their others but um 
Overture Man is definitely uh, a, a good hard hitting fragrance that's, that works really well in the uh, in the autumn. Um, and then I'm going to go with a Tommy Ford Private Blend, and it's between Tobacco Oud and Plum Japonais. I would say, and I'm actually wearing Plum Japonais right now. So let's just say that one. I'm going to I'm going to say Plum Japonais. Um, it's a nice sort of boozy, woody, plummy fragrance, which is good for autumn. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with those three. Do you, do you have three, Steve? Um, I'm sort of thinking off my head now. Um, for autumn, for that sort of, um, it's probably a bit divisive. It's going to be one that people either like or not. But I often, it's, it's normally the first time I reach for it is when autumn comes around. Is Bulgari's Manwood Essence. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when I first smelt it, I didn't think it was. I just smelt it in store, and I didn't think it was that like woody really i was just like it's quite sort of sweet there's like i think there's benzoin in there so it's kind of got this sort of sort of sweetness to it and i was like oh, i don't really get that much wood but then actually once you actually wear it and you you can definitely get it it's i get like um kind of like a piney type of chord i can't remember the actual can you remember the actual um notes that's in there there's um let me think there's the actual wood accord is cypress that's it so right. apparently yeah. cypress and pine are in the same um family of trees yeah um, both coniferous trees so that's probably why i kind of get a, like a slightly pineiness so yeah that can kind of work quite well in a in the autumn so you get that woodiness but it kind of sweetens it up and gives it some mass appeal so i quite like that one yeah um in the sort of colder weather again i like to reach for um tom ford's noir extreme that's good shout um, sort of, yeah it's good shout big fan of that one i sort of just find that just the right not too heavy and dark but it is sort of you know just a bit richer and a bit more full so i quite like that one Mm. and i'm trying to think of another one that's um not so obvious i mean i think it's one that we've discussed numerous times before actually but i don't normally wear it until it comes around in um actually i've just thought of two but the chronic one well the chronic obviously boss bottled uh intense edp which is now discontinued i believe you obviously picked up a bottle yeah which you really enjoyed yep. that kind of works really well yep. um and oh, just gone from my mind now i just thought of another one i can't think what it was <laughs> um so yeah um those three it'll pop into my head and i'll think of it in a minute yeah. and i'll say i'll shout it out it's i like think really syndrome but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the, the the autumn ones are always ones that are going to be a little deeper a little darker a little woodier maybe a little smoky maybe a little bit boozy um yeah but i i I'll love what it what it was i was thinking um oh, hypnose cool. by lancome okay it's um it's quite uh we've discussed it before i discussed it ages ago it's got that twisted glass bottle it's actually it's quite spicy so typically once it starts getting a bit colder in autumn that's when i kind of start reaching for that one i used to wear that back in the day so the wife's quite fond of it because it brings back some scent memories but it's, so it's a bit of a sort of date night style of fragrance because there's a bit of spice to it but just because it's a bit spicy i t- tend to wait until it's a bit colder to wear it so that's when yeah. i so once autumn comes around that's when i start wearing that one. nasamato's pardon as well that's one of my favorites for autumn that's a good one <laughs> Talking of Bulgari's Man uh, line, um, there's a there's a new Bulgari Man fragrance which I'm a kind of a little bit excited oh, to try. That? Yeah, um, it's uh, Bulgari Man. I don't know how to pronounce this. Mantaray Essence. Mantaray so Essence. So man, and then Teray is T E R R A E. Oh, so not Mantaray as in, as in no, the animal. No, not Mantaray. Not sea. as in the animal. So it's man. 
Teray. I don't know if that Teray means is the that's got a meaning to it that I don't know because I'm ignorant. Uh, but it's basically the same style of the as the man bottles as the wood essence, wood neroli, etc. But it's kind of got it's a sort of like um, ambery brown sort of color. And notes wise, at the top there's citron essence, a vetiver essence duo, whatever that means. And uh, in the mid there's uh, oris concrete uh, Teray accord. What the fuck is Teray? And in the base there's styrax essence. Right, I need to look up what Teray is because yeah, clearly I was just gonna do the same thing I am as well, ignorant, and this is actually a note that I should know. Yeah, Teray. Uh, I, I, I seriously thought it was called um, Manta Ray. Manta Ray. I, I can That'd imagine zoologist epic. Manta Ray, but not Bulgari. Teray <laughs> perfume. What's Teray? Who's going to buy it can't... first? Teray. I can't, I can't find can't it. It just no. keeps coming up with Bulgari's fragrance. No, I can't. I can't see it. Teray. No. Fragrance. Maybe they just made it up for that fragrance. Maybe, maybe they've just oh, invented yeah. a new aroma chemical. Teray. Uh, God, I mean, this is great. A great audio file. This. <laughs> um, I can't see what. The, I mean, Teray. this is well. Clearly, somebody in the group, somebody listening now, is shouting at their radio, at their stereo, whatever, like telling us, like, "Oh, you fucking idiots! This is what it is." Mm. Um, I wonder if there's, I, sometimes there's multiple spellings of notes, aren't there? Depending on mm. which country it's it's coming from. So maybe it's just spelt slightly differently, and that's why we can't find it. T e r a y. Is that what you've got? Yeah, T e r r a e. <laughs> so that's not what you've got. So not at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, I'm really curious now. now to know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, the Bulgari. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's come up. Yeah. It just. But it just. Yeah. I think it's another one by um, Alberto. Uh, Alberto Mures. Yeah. Um, that's probably so gonna do be, well then. It yeah. will indeed. Um, yeah. The, the notes to rate essence. I'm feeling a whiff of citrus and. Of Styrax, don't know. Earthy, there you go. Saying it's earthy, we need clearly need to smell it anyway. Yeah, so there we go. Let us know if you've smelled this fragrance. Let us know what the fuck Teray is. Um, should uh, yeah, is a tribute to the power of the earth, its richness and fertility through an enveloping and elegant signature. It represents the territory in our regions, confirming nature as an essential source of inspiration for the nourishment, growth, and creation of man. I knows. think it's an. It must be some kind of earthy smell or earthy accord because it's like terra firma, isn't it? It's sort. Of, I think uh, it's that word terra. Terrain, oh, hold on, terrain. hold on. I've, yeah, it's like terra. It's a plural potentially, mm. and I've defined it, and it's coming up with plural of terra. So terra is the plural of terra. So yeah, we're earthy. getting somewhere. Yeah, so basically it is earthy. Yeah. Any of the relatively light-coloured highland areas and the surface of the moon or planet. So yeah, it's basically. Yeah, that earthy. sounds nice. There you go. Hmm. I like the sound of that. Good. Looking forward to trying it. There we go. I think that does sound decent. Um, so there you go. Yeah, there that we go. That is the right. only Kofi this got. Have there been any reviews? No. Please, guys, go to uh, iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts, and give us a review. We've not had a review for weeks now, so I think we do one. I think we do someone to drop us a nice little review in there. So if you uh, feel so inclined, please please go and give us a review and we'll give you a shout out on the podcast for your troubles. So I think that probably means we're going into what we've been wearing. So yeah, what have you been wearing, Chris? What have I been wearing? Right. Um, so I've been wearing London from Gallivant. 
this week. Which oh, uh, that's my favourite gallivant. Oh, do you, is it? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, because mm, it's, it's um, it's like a ro- it's like a rose leather fragrance, uh, but not heavy at all. It's quite airy and and bright. Um, yeah, I didn't know that was your favourite. Yeah, I I really like that because I found the um the leather just adds that just slight extra edge to it. Um, I just kind of I quite like that. That was my favourite of all of them. Mm. Um, for for on a man because obviously they're all sort of unisex. But for me to wear one, I would say um, London. And for if I had to pick one for my wife to wear, sort of a bit more feminine, what I want to smell on her, I'd I'd go for Berlin. I think it was. Would you? Yeah. My yeah. Favorite. yeah. Yeah, there's there's some there's some great ones. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like quite a lot of the the Gallivant ones. So I've also yeah been wearing Carlisle. I just you know what it was one of those fragrances that I was just sitting there. We were just chilling out when uh, I think it was a couple of nights ago, and I thought you know what I'm going to just spray one of my favourite fragrances because don't often get to do it as we discussed last week. I think it was that we're testing new things all the time, so we don't get to wear our favourites. I thought I'm just going to sit here and just spray. One of my favourite fragrances. I've not worn for a while. So put Carlisle on. Loved it. Uh, I also wore Oud for Greatness. Been a little while. It's been a minute since I wore that. And it's the time of year that that one works really nicely. And also, as I said, uh, Plum Japonais, which I'm smelling right now as I'm talking into my microphone. And it is beautiful. There's also three others that I've worn, but I'm holding back on those because they're also part of your what you've been wearing section. So, um, Steve, take it away. Yeah, so I've not been wearing anything too weird or wonderful. I've not tried too much new stuff this week. So today for my little uh, salsa gathering, I just went for something that's kind of safe. I wanted to be quite fresh because I knew I was going to be uh, doing a bit of exercise essentially. So I just went for Mont Blanc Explorer, quite nice and easy. I'm still rocking um, Bleu Electrique, uh, Bleu de, um Le Nuit de l'Homme, been wearing that one. Um, but a couple of uh, some new ones that I have been, well, one new one I managed. So, Dan, who was on the, the podcast last week, uh, Dan Rothschild, who is the fragrance weirdo on Instagram, he discussed last week that he's launching a new fragrance house with three fragrances uh, Soma fragrances. And he discussed the three and explained them. And he was very kind, he very kindly sent Chris and I some samples of those. So, I've only worn and tried one, so I thought I'd try and smell the other two now. But the one uh-huh. I've been wearing was the one that appealed to me the most, going from Dan's description last week, and that is Blonde. I thought, oh, that sounds right up my street. I think I even said on the podcast last week, I was like, oh, that, that sounds like the one for me. And I really enjoy it. It's good, just, isn't it? Yeah. I've just, I've just done spray. I think it's very unisex. I think they all are, aren't they? I don't think he sort of said, I don't think they're marketed at any particular nope. um, agenda. And that's not really Dan's bag because he strongly believes that perfume is for everybody, uh, as we all should. So, But I would say that, that this this particular one, Blonde, is very unisex, but it's it's lovely. It's very, it's got a fresh opening. Yeah. And it's just super clean, isn't it? It's just super like... And smooth too. Very smooth. I really enjoy it. It kind of reminds me... It's for me. It's I don't know if it reminds me of, but it's in the same ballpark as something like sort of Bergamot Twenty Two from Labo, which is one I really love, just because it's kind of fresh and super clean, and you could just easily wear it in an office. And it's just yeah, like I just I, it's that sort of 
for me in the same sort of genre in my head as that it's yeah. just that's just really fresh really lovely and clean but i think it's got more not, character than than Bergamot yeah. 22 actually because it it's um there's, there's a bit more to it because it's not it's just not a thin on, yeah. citrus fragrance yeah there's sort of a i don't know if it's a bit is it a bit a little bit coconutty because it's got a bit a little bit of that suntan lotiony thing going on in the base mm, that's what he uh, said didn't he yeah um and that's the thing. When I say clean, I don't mean that it's just a boring, safe shower gel fragrance because no, it's not. It's it's really clean, but it's just really pleasant. It's one where I just kept sort of just smelling it. I just kept smelling my hands. So I really, really enjoyed that one. I messaged yeah. Dan and said, "Sexy, yeah, sexy tropical vibes." I get from from blonde. Yes. sexy blonde. And, for, and for, as I say, very unisex. I think it could easily work on a man or a woman. I don't think there's any issues there. I've I've really enjoyed it. I've I've seen. A few people posted in the Facebook groups that they found it maybe a bit feminine, but perhaps it's just more feminine than oh. they were expecting because okay. I think it's perfectly unisex. Yeah, I really enjoy that one. Now, the other two I haven't smelt yet, and I said to Dan that actually the reason for that is I'm not sure the other two are just going to be my bag, really, because one I know is a fougere and yeah. one is like a um, rose oud. Is that right? Yeah. Now, I've... I've sort of got a love-hate relationship with with rose oud fragrances. If the rose is too, I, I say pink, if it's too pink or if it smells a little too flowery and feminine and sometimes if the oud is a little too uh, stinky, then those types of rose ouds I'm not as... They're all right. I can wear them. I don't hate them, but they're just not the you know fragrances it's not a profile i would naturally gravitate towards but carmine is the uh, is the rosewood fragrance and again it's very smooth it's sort of really it get, it's got a bit of punchy power from the oud but i don't find it to be a stinky oud at all it's just this nice full rounded smooth fruity oud you know sometimes um, I don't know if you've smelled them, but oud can sometimes have a fruity profile. And Aaron uses mm. that that type of oud a lot. Aaron's fragrances aren't very stinky ouds. They're very rounded, sweet, fruity types of ouds. And I feel like that's what's in Carmine. And then and, and also the rose um, comes across as this deep red, rich, jammy rose. And then it, it's a little bit spicy as well a little bit of a spicy rose so it's this really rich um it's quite i'd I'd describe it as quite a weighty heavy fragrance but in a that's not a negative at all it's not too heavy but it's got gravitas to it it's got weight and density and it's got it's just this lovely jammy fruity profile and i really enjoyed it and it, it sort of was quite beastly on me it was projecting a lot it lasts a long time so um it packs a punch there's a lot of um uh there's a lot of uh firepower built into that fragrance which i really enjoyed and also uh yeah um Vareed i wore now you, we were talking about how they are all unisex fragrances of all of them, I would say Vareed is probably the or Vareede. I'm not sure how he's pronouncing that. It's sort. I think it's a word for green, isn't it? So it's an aromatic fougere, and it's got that shaving foamy type of smell. So as Dan said, it's sort of nods to Beau de Jour from Tom Ford and Invasion Barbar from MDCI. So it's got that nice barbershoppy shaving foam, uh, very heavy on the patchouli in a really good way it, it for me 
sometimes in these aromatic frigeurs when patchouli is uh, is used in a, I don't know if it's when a lot is used or if it's used in a certain way or if it's a certain type of patchouli but I almost get like little chocolatey vibes you know have you ever got that you get a bit of chocolatey profile mm. from um from uh, patchouli I get that in and uh, Tom Ford's Black Orchid and I get a little bit of that in um Dan's uh, Dan Norton's uh, Gravitas as well so I get a little bit of that lovely just hint of chocolatey cacao uh, cacao vibe in in i can't remember if a cacao's a no or not but i get a little bit and it's lovely so it's this sort of gentlemanly um shaving foam type of barbershop fragrance and i would say it probably leans masculine only because traditionally we maybe associate that type of smell with a gentlemanly type of smell but um that's only an association it doesn't mean that it is only gentlemanly and I, as you say i think um i think anyone could wear it but i think some people may have associations with oh maybe i remember my dad wore something similar because it does harken back to uh, maybe uh, aromatic fougeres of the of the 80s of the 70s and 80s a little bit too but it's lovely i that i would probably say that was my favorite i would say vareed is my favorite of the bunch i loved it i thought it was a, a really great scent again very smooth all nice uh, smoothly blended fragrances um, but i also love the other two as well so i, th I think dan's done a, a really good job curating these uh this line of fragrances from soma parfums um which you can find on instagram if you haven't done already so i'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the other two steve um, well, especially if they're not traditionally your thing it'd be interesting to see what you think well, I thought I'd spray them right now. So oh, right. While you were talking, I've sprayed them on my, on oh, my skin. Did, did so. any of what I said about them make any sense to you I mean, then, as you uh, were smelling? I've not heard a bigger load of bollocks in a way. No, of course, yeah. No. I'm just reading um, the script that Dan gave me. Yeah. No, so i tell you the one. That, so I've sprayed them both. Um, yeah. And the one that surprised me the most is the... I, I, now, mm. the trouble is I've fucking put them the wrong way around. I don't know which one's which now. So the, is the Rose Oud. Which Carmine, one? That's yeah. Carmine, isn't it? So yes. Carmine. That is the one that has uh, surprised me the most. So I've got that on my hand. And as you say, that is... I think, if nothing else, um, I would say to people, don't be scared by the use of the word Oud. Because I think it puts a, a lot of people off. Yeah, all rose, in so, fact. Some yeah, guys but I think... can be scared, but both, uh, you know, people can have issues with both those notes, but um, I don't think that the issues people might have with those notes are here in Carmine. I think it. I think they should definitely try it. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised about that. As, and I think as much as Dan want, like, is very happy to wear some very challenging, for the want of a better phrase, stinky fragrances, he, he's proud to wear, like, you know, get reactions regardless if, if they're positive or negative. I think he knew for well that he, he couldn't just do that with his release. Obviously, they've got to be sort of have some sort of mass appealing, yeah. uh, mass appeal to, 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 to so they can, you know, people want to buy them. But I think I'm really, really pleasantly surprised by Carmine that the oud is not like barnyardy at all. It's not like skanky. It's really, as you say, almost fruity. But perhaps it's the rose that's kind of adding to that. So perhaps mm. it's that mix. So the rose isn't too heavy or overbearing or feminine, and the oud isn't too skanky. They sort of complement each other really well. They've, they do. Right in the opening, you do get like it's quite rosy. But then, as like literally just while you were talking there, it's a few couple of minutes in and it's just like I say sort of almost sort of jammy fruity it's it's very pleasant they're working they're complementing each other well they're balancing out in the middle really nicely so there's no skank yeah. and there's not this really strong 
sort of in the one want of a better phrase like feminine rose that people might kind of you know or girly or whatever you know people might think oh rose is a bit of a, a girl's fragrance or something like that but not at all yeah i've but, used this phrase sometimes when i talk about uh, very well blended fragrances and so for this one i would say it's difficult to decide where the rose ends and the oud begins because they sort of just blend really nicely into one another as you said yeah no i'm generally pleasantly surprised by that i would i'd wear that fragrance which I, I wouldn't i didn't think i would say um right. the other one uh as you say Verid um or Veride, i'm not sure that is pretty much what i was expecting yeah that it's just a very solid fougere but it's not fougeres are not really my bag it, i i don't i would wear them i don't hate them but it's not something that i sort of gravitate towards it's not something that i sort of reach for i don't sort of go out my way to wear or, or particularly enjoy wearing as such but i don't dislike them do you know what i mean i just think yeah. they're very nice pleasant but it it always they always kind of have a retro feel to me just because yeah. they remind me of my dad uh yeah exactly sort of that's sort of what style of the association of so that isn't it yeah exactly so for that reason that's why i don't gravitate towards them um because i just don't really want to smell like my dad um so yeah i'm sort of just basically just trying to fight fight old age i guess so i don't want to smell like my dad so <laughs> but i think it's a very solid solid fougere without doubt so yeah yeah um, yeah, well done, I'd, Dan. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I, yeah I'd, and just a, I'll note on that last one. I don't. I think obviously, you know, you have an association with it being something that your dad uh, might have worn, but I do think it it definitely nods to to that retro um, sort of style of fragrances. But I don't think it is too dated at all. I think it's no. still got enough modernity about it to to be relevant to wear today, um, which is you know why. Uh, yeah, I you know it's not usually it's not my favourite. I I would definitely gravitate more towards oriental fragrances but um th you know some really nicely done fougeres I, I really enjoy and this one is is a well done one i would say so yeah well done dan well done dan indeed um yeah so that's pretty much as i say i've not worn anything else this week that people haven't heard a million times because it's just uh, from my collection so yeah not too much else to report for me i'm afraid um yeah nor nor me um it's been i i i, I we've done all right on the timing here steve considering we we're, we're both tired little boys um we're looking yeah, so shall we, 40 minutes shall, shall, so. we, shall we call it call it a short one because unfortunately nobody sent any sent memories or like um sort of fragrance files or anything like that in either so we've not really got anything uh to um yeah, a little happy not, story to finish the finish the podcast off unfortunately not had much arse going on have we this no, uh, this week i'm 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 missing i'm missing i, I could do with more arse in my life to be honest yeah unfortunately yep, yeah well maybe um, next week we can we can hope <laughs> yes and hopefully we're we're looking at getting some more guests soon as well we've got yeah. a couple of people in mind but we haven't invited them yet so we might, <laughs> so if, if, might if still you, say no yeah <laughs> so if in the coming weeks we don't hear anybody new you know that they turned us down um, yeah before yep. we kind of sign out, Chris, is there anything you wanted to say or shout out? So I just want to shout out the fact that I've just been giving everyone the completely wrong information about um, the Kajal uh, <laughs> giveaway for the last um, eight months or whatever. Because uh, the best thing to do is, well, let's just say that there's a Kajal giveaway. You can win a full bottle or a discovery set. If you're a regular listener, you know that. Um, so... I've been telling you to just go and um, basically share the post, but there's a, you need to just do a little bit more than that. So the best thing to do is find the Scent Geeks post on Kajal's Instagram and follow the instructions there. 
it's there's not a lot to do it's not hard but you're in with a chance to win a couple of great prizes so yeah just that uh, so, sorry for for anyone who um who has got to the kajal page and thought well chris has sort of not told us the right information at one point i think that was what we initially said and i've just sort of run with that um with with gusto and then steve <laughs> said to me before we started recording he went um chris you know the um kajal giveaway i'm not sure if you've been given the, the correct or the full information anyway all you need to do is go to their instagram page and follow the instructions all right, that's it from me. Uh, I'm going to sign off. It's been a pleasure as always, Steve. I'll hand it back to you for the sign-off. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm just as guilty as you are with regards to the Kajal thing because I've known that you've been not given 100% accurate <laughs> information. I've just thought, <laughs> fuck it, it'll be all right. They'll find the post and they'll read the comments and they'll read the post and it'll tell them what to do. So, yeah, just find the post that's got the Saint Geeks giveaway on there and read the instructions underneath. Basically, you've got to tag three friends and use the hashtag that they give you and then you're included in the giveaway. Um, yeah, brilliant. So, uh, as I say, it's a bit shorter than usual us uh, this week because we are so tired, but we will be back with a vengeance next week probably in my echoey garden office so look forward to that <laughs> other than that thank you for listening to episode 88 i don't know what would we call this chris if we were going for a um one of those cool catchy podcast names um, um, the one where we bitch about nobody writing in to give us content yeah that's a catchy need, title perhaps perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we need to start kind of coming up with those the little the, quote titles that people the, do the one where uh, we bitch about our listeners <laughs> yes. that'll get our listeners in I think the, the quote would probably be I don't get enough arse or something might be uh, the quote for this podcast <laughs> but uh, the quote title anyway yeah. enough talk thanks for listening geeks and we will be here same time same place next week have a week geeks bye bye, bye. we were the sand geeks Yeah.